This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street car tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And (laughs) active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, and I'm joined here by my my silly co-host, Brie Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> Who's currently <laughs> making faces at me on the other side of the camera. Brie and I aren't together in studio today because of, you know, COVID. It's sad. I know. I it's miss really my partner. Sad. I know. I miss you too. This is not, this is not easy. I have to admit, it's a lot harder to figure out how to time yourself. And so hats off to people that do this separately, but also hats off to Joanne because I'm not a serious person. So like, it was my goal to try to make her laugh and (laughs) you did a good job. I was over here like, thank you. Crossing my (laughs) eyes, rolling my tongue. I was, this is our second take. I was dancing the first time. So, you know, whatever it takes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a little like, I don't want to say off our game. Cause I think it's good just to roll with situations. Like it's good as parents. It's good just as general people. Like you can't have everything perfect all the time and, and that's okay. And you know, during the course of this podcast interview that we have with our phenomenal guest, Katie Hurley, uh, we, uh, I didn't do my sound checks and <laughs> I thought I was doing the entire interview uh, with my headphones in my ears and on the correct mic. And turns out, no, no, it wasn't. So it might sound a little echoey if you hear my voice and you're like, oh, she sounds like she's in a tunnel. That's because it's 2020. Yeah. It'll just be a little bit of a different podcast, but seriously, Katie, oh my gosh. Katie is amazing. And really like, it's all about her anyway. It is not about me. So she has perfect audio. <laughs> she has <laughs> She has perfect (laughs) audio and she has amazing information because you know what? Again, hashtag 2020, things have been so stressful. There's so much going on and the information that she shared with us, like it took every part of me not to just completely jump in and interrupt her while she was talking on the interview because there was a point where she was giving us information on how you could tell if, if it's more than just 
a little bit of anxiety, like how you can tell mm-hmm. the difference on things. And she talked about some physical signs. And I'm like, yes, that yes. stuff has been happening in my family over the past couple of weeks. And I kept telling myself in the back of my head, like, maybe it's that, but maybe it's not, you know, I'm, I'm, we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. Christmas is going to make, because for those that don't know, like we're, we're recording this right around Christmas right now. So I was like, okay, Christmas is going to make it all better. It's all going to be, we're not stressed. No, yeah, I think Christmas just adds another <laughs> layer of stress. At least it, it does, does to me. But what I love is that, you know, we at No Get Mom, we want to make you love being a mom again. And sometimes something that gets in the way is this worry and this fear that something is going on with our kids and we might not be seeing the signs or we might be making too big of a deal out of a situation uh, and then not take any action on it. And what Katie tells us in this podcast, she tells us three things to look for and also how to know whether it's something more serious that you need some additional support on. So I love, love that. And I think that you listening to this podcast, you are going to get so much out of Katie's talk and she just has a wealth of information. It's, it's a resource that I think we all need right now because in a regular year, we could have had, there's a better chance that you could have had an interaction with somebody or been able to talk with somebody and, and find out more information about stress or been able to see something that was happening. And it's just, it's, it's hard. 2020 is making, is making your, your normal go-tos a little bit harder. So having Katie as a resource was, is just, I feel like it's just huge. I wish I had a better word than huge, but it's huge. It's It's huge. So Katie Hurley is a licensed clinical social worker. She's the author of four books, including a year of positive thinking for teens, which looks like a phenomenal book and award-winning no more mean girls. She's also a child and adolescent psychotherapist and a speaker, which 2020 has put up wrench in for speaking, (laughs) but, and she's a mother of two kids. We hope that you enjoy our conversation with Katie and let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Katie. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And okay, so I just have to bring this up really quickly because I saw something really exciting is happening for you that you just signed up for a doctoral program. I did. I know. I mean, what a bizarro time to do this, right? But I figured it's been all these years I keep applying and pushing it off and I'm like, there's never going to be a good time. So why not when the world is upside down? Why not 2020? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's the whole hashtag 2020. It's the year of unexpected. Right. (laughs) Definitely. So for those people who don't know you, tell them a little bit about you and what you do. So I'm a child and adolescent psychotherapist, and I split my time between Los Angeles and Connecticut, coastal Connecticut, where I grew up. And I have two kids, a 14-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old son. And I predominantly spend my days working with kids. I switched to all virtual in March, which was strange, but I've always done a little bit of virtual therapy for some of my teenagers because they can be hard to track down in person on a good day. Um, So it wasn't too hard of a transition. And I write books. I've written four books in five years, two for teens, two for parents. And I write a lot of articles and and get to talk to fun people like you guys on podcasts and stuff. And 
I don't know, I'm just always busy trying to help the world be just a little bit better. I think that is a great goal to help the world be just a little bit better. And I love your books, uh, especially the ones for kids, like po- A Year of Positive Thinking for Teens. That's a book that I would have loved to have as a teen. When I was writing it, that's exactly what I was thinking was I needed something like this. And, you know, we do so much telling teens how to act, but that we don't give them enough resources that they can just use on their own independently at their own pace. So I wanted to create a couple of resources for them where they could just grab it when they need it, but not feel like it's some prescriptive program they have to follow. Oh yeah. I have a a 12 and a 13 year old right now. And I can feel that so strongly because whenever they have an issue, no matter how I try to offer them support or resources, it's like, no, I got to do it on my own mom. And so, yeah, that's so important that it come from that, that place where it's at their own pace. And it's also just a take it or or don't, but it's here. So 2020 has been a stressful year for really everybody. But now as parents, we're kind of seeing some signs in our kids um, and maybe seeing signs before 2020 even that cause us concern. Signs that we're not sure if we're in, like how to interpret them as if they are just stress or if it's something bigger like depression or anxiety. So what are some signs that parents can look for to kind of show us that our kids are struggling right now and need some more support? Well, first of all, it's really important for parents to know that we know that anxiety and depression were on the rise among adolescents 12 and up pre-pandemic. So we knew those numbers were starting to climb. There's a lot of different reasons for that, a lot of different factors that go into both of those things. And then during the pandemic, then, you know, we don't have absolute perfect data because scientific studies take a long time to do, but we do have survey data. And we do know that teens in particular are experiencing a lot of stress as are young children, you know, disruptions to schooling and all kinds of things have been weighing on our kids pretty heavily. So I say to parents all the time, I mean, right now we're all living under this collective chronic stress. So it's really difficult to weed out well, what's a mental disorder versus what's a a pandemic, right? What's our everyday living now? Our lives are upside down. Everything has changed and and everything changed overnight. You know, they, they went to school one day and then it was the weekend and then they never went to school again for a long time in a lot of places. Now, some states are slowly getting kids back to school, but not full time, you know, and then schools are closing if there are positive cases and reopening. So it's just a lot of up and downs. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip 
trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Hey, all. It is Joanne. And Bree here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explained. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like, it was such a short episode. And all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. It's just a lot of up and down. So, you know, the first thing that we often see, whether it's anxiety, depression, or even just general chronic stress is sleeplessness. Teenagers will have insomnia where they have trouble falling asleep at night. Younger kids might fall asleep because they're so worn out from the day only to wake during the night and then have trouble falling back asleep again. You want to be on the, keep an eye out for changes in eating habits, um, changes in social habits. Now, this is a hard one right now because we're not letting kids do their normal daily things, but if they're really not wanting to connect with their peers, even on Roblox or Snap or Insta or what, you know, whatever their, their app of choice at the moment, if they're just pulling away from all that stuff and saying, no, I just want to be alone. I don't want to deal with this. That's kind of a big red flag. So I I say to parents all the time, you know your kids the best. And I know because there's so much information on the internet these days, and you can look up like literally anything and get pummeled with conflicting information on it. It's confusing to be a parent right now. So we, we look outward and we try to gather as much info as we possibly can, but hit the pause on that because you know your kids the best. So if your child is normally pretty hopeful and talkative and, and you know, putting themselves out there and suddenly they're shutting down left and right and you just can't engage, trust that, trust your gut reaction. So what I'm hearing you saying, Katie, is that the signs that we as parents should be looking for in our kids is that sleeplessness, the changes in eating habits and not wanting to engage socially with their friends, whether it be like through Roblox or online or anything like that. Right. Those are definitely big changes that should kind of cue something in you that, hey, something's not right here. So that would be kind of the difference between just the chronic stress that we're living under and the anxiety where we do need to seek additional support for. Yeah, it's hard right now because chronic stress causes all sorts of similar symptoms like stomach aches and headaches. Those are very real. You know, parents will say to me all the time, like, well, are they just faking it? Are they just faking it so they don't have to log into their Zoom class because they're tired of learning online? And they're really not. I mean, stress causes headaches. It causes stomach aches. It causes neck aches, all kinds of muscle aches. Um, But so do anxiety and depression. So what we look at is the intensity 
you know, if you're just feeling like, oh, I have a mild stomach ache, I, I just don't feel right, I feel unsettled, that's probably stress causing those things. But if day by day you're struggling to get out of bed, to talk to people, even in your family, to socialize, the stomach aches are so intense that you feel like you can't move, that's something bigger than stress. That's good to know because like I, I see those signs in both myself and I see those signs in my kids where stomach aches are a big one for parents yeah. because they're so general that you just don't know what you can do about them. Like if it's their eating or if it's their stress, we have no clue. So I like that you give us a guy that it's kind of the intensity of the situation. And that's really what we need to pay attention to. For sure. So what are some things that parents can do right now to reduce this risk of depression, anxiety in their kids? The biggest thing that kids of all ages are telling me over and over again is they just want to connect with their parents. And kids do a really good job of um, giving you opposite reactions. So what parents will say is, well, I'm trying and they're, they're shoving me out of their room or they're saying, I'm fine, whatever. And they're walking away and they do that. Wait, are you at my house all the time? Because this is exactly what happens when I try to connect with my daughter. Right. And I always say, I'm fine, whatever is code for I'm not fine. Everything's bad. I don't know how to say it. And I'm going to storm away and expect you to follow me. So, right. you know, they're, they're looking for parents to just sit with them and listen. I think the biggest mistake we all make, and I'm super guilty of it because I've got 10,000 answers for every kind of problem because of what I do for a living is we want to solve the problem. We want to come in with strategies and we've learned mindfulness and we're doing all the right things and we're going to teach them, you know, but yes. our strategies are not always what they need in their moment of helplessness. So most often what they want is for us to just listen to them and empathize with them and say, yeah, this really stinks. Everything's hard and everything stinks and I get it. And I, I didn't have to go to school in a time like this, but I could see that it's really, really awful. How can I help? So I mean, how can I help is a really important question that we forget to ask because we're so busy coming in with the help we know we can give. Right. Okay. So I've asked this question, how can I help? And then my daughter tells me, I don't know. And often they don't know. And so then I, I say things like, well, do you want to talk about this? Do you just want to snuggle up and watch TV together? Should we have a Gilmore Girls marathon? Um, you know, should we make some hot chocolate? Like, what should we do right now to just kind of sit with this feeling? I mean, we really have a hard time letting our kids sit with discomfort. And so right now, what we see at, from my end of the spectrum right now, what we see is that kids struggle with distress tolerance. The minute they feel discomfort, they don't know what to do. It's awful. They want it to go away. But discomfort and stress are part of life. So we have to learn how to sit with it and say, this is awful. It's giving me a stomach ache and a headache. I hate this. I don't know what to do. And then, and then once we get it out loud and we name it, we can say like, well, maybe let's go for a walk or let's just sit outside for a minute and just let the sun shine on us and like think about how we're going to get through this moment. You know, we can't sweep away their troubles and we shouldn't, and we can't sweep away their stress, but we can be there and connect with them and say, I get it. This is hard. Let's, let's get outside. Let's get some fresh air and we'll figure this out together. So what you're suggesting is basically to name the emotion that the kids are feeling like the stress and the anxiety. And then what I see you um, suggesting is that you then offer a way that you yourself fix it and something for the kids to try. Like how do you yeah. calm yourself down? Taking a walk, relaxing, watching TV. TV, watching Gilmore Girls, which, oh my gosh, I need to introduce my daughter to Gilmore Girls. You just remember, like, <laughs> right. 
Right. And I, you know, it's hard because we want to have like these perfect answers for our kids. And just right now there are no perfect answers, but I also really encourage parents to model talking about feelings and stress and emotions because we all experience it. And, and too often we sort of act like we can handle anything. And then that our kids put us on a pedestal and they're like, well, you don't have this trouble. I mean, you're, you're great at handling stress. I'm not, you know how to do it. So I always say to parents, like say, you know what? I'm, and I say this to my own kids. I'll say, you know, I, I'm feeling really stressed out right now. You guys, I, I need to sit down and have a cup of tea and read a magazine for 10 minutes and just check out. Cause I'm stressed out and this is what I need to do. What can you guys do while I do this? And then, you know, talk about also like, I'll say, hey, my neck is feeling super tight. I know that's because I'm stressed out and I have a headache because I'm just, I've got too much on my plate because that gets kids into the habit of saying, oh, I have a stomach ache. I must be feeling stressed or anxious right now. I need help. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Yeah. And I really like how you pointed out how it's important for parents to talk about their emotions because Joanne and I talk about this all the time, how there's this thought process that as a parent, we need to suck it up. You know, it's your job to suck it up and not see your, not let your kids see you struggle or anything like that. And it's, I mean, I do believe it to a certain point, like we shouldn't be breaking down in front of our children 24 seven, but if we keep putting that up, then your children think that there's something wrong with them for having emotions and for struggling. And then they also don't have anybody to look up to that was able to go through this discomfort or this stress, right? So it kind of makes them feel like they're even more isolated. Right. 
And also, you know, and I see this all the time where parents, and it honestly falls on moms a lot of the time, I think we can say that, they're going and going and going and pushing themselves to do everything for work, for their kids, for for everything, right? They're doing all the things all the time. And then the kids keep asking for more. And they'll say, they never stop pushing me and asking for more. And I'll say, well, when was the last time you set a boundary and said, nope, I'm, I'm at my top. This is it. I'm not capable of one more thing today. You need to figure that one out. And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. What you said right there is like a mic drop because that's exactly what's going on. Like when we as moms don't set boundaries, our kids don't know the boundaries that they can't cross. So we have to be there and we can say the no without worrying about our first worry, like being that we're disappointing them. Instead, we are showing them, hey, this is the healthy limit that I've set for myself. And this is where I'm like, I'm not going to go any farther. So I love that and giving permission moms to set boundaries like that. And isn't that so important, right? Because like you're not, if you don't set those boundaries, then your kids, what are they learning? That it's so, that it's your job to do whatever. And like you said, it, there is somewhat of a gender biased on this, that it tends to be that it's, it's the female's job to take care of the emotional needs of everybody in the family. And I would hate for my daughter to take that on as she grows up. That's just awful. Right. I, funny enough, I've had two kids in the last week say to me, I got yelled at because I didn't put, I didn't unload the dishwasher and don't think badly of me, but I don't know how to unload the dishwasher. I don't know where the things go. And I'm like, oh, all right. So how can you solve this problem? Well, I can ask my parents to teach me, but I'm afraid to do it right now because they're mad at me for not doing it. So, you know, something we do, and I remember years ago, like, why is it that my son can make his bed every day, but my daughter just can't? Like, what what is going on that she just does not make her bed? Like, it's driving me mad. And I was like, do you know how to make your bed? And she was like, not really. I mean, I just kind of like shove everything on there. And I was like, great. Okay, we're going to do a bed making lesson and solve this problem. And now it's your job to make your bed every day. So, you know, sometimes we do so much because we're in the habit and I'm super guilty of it. We're just, and I'm, I'm faster. I know I can unload the dishwasher faster. I know I can reload it faster. Mm -hmm. I'm super efficient. So I do things to get things done, but I have had to teach myself, slow down, farm it out, be okay. If it's not loaded the way I would load it, don't you know resist the urge to redo it and just let it be what it is, but teach them how to do things so that they can have some agency and purpose. Because right now in this stressful time, when kids don't know what to do with themselves, Having responsibilities, even if they grumble about it, gives them purpose. I could not agree more. And teaching kids to do things and backing off of the things that we do, I think it is such an important kind of mind shift that moms could take too. Um, and that really leads into my next question that we ask all guests. What's your favorite hack to make your kids more self-sufficient? Well, <laughs> I mean, honestly, the thing I ask kids all the time and my own kids just start to roll their eyes and laugh when I say it, but... When they come to me with a problem that I know they can solve, I look at them and I say it in a kind, compassionate way, but I respond, I wonder how you could solve that problem. I wonder if there's a way to figure it out. And they're like, oh, okay, I have to figure this out. And she's, what she's saying is I, I'm capable of figuring this out. And so they've learned to adjust. And when that's my response to them, they'll start brainstorming and I'll go, oh, I wonder if that will work. What do you think? Let's, let's figure out if that one will work. What are the pros and cons? So just giving it back to them, you know, bouncing back the problem to them 
to solve it on their own helps them build coping skills and problem solving skills and just thinking outside the box. I mean, for all that my daughter doesn't like making her bed, she could solve almost any problem with like hangers and tape because she's constantly thinking outside the box of how to fix stuff. So, you know, just giving, handing it back to them and letting them take the lead. I love that. I love that. And I love that it was a compassionate way to have boundaries, right? Like that is a very <laughs> nice way of saying no. I'm not, I'm not solving this. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do that. I'm done. I'm done for the day. (laughs) I clocked out actually. (laughs) We had a situation last night where I probably could have used that exact phrase because we got pizza and my, like the pizza wasn't coming off without like tearing off the cheese off the entire slice. You know how that goes. (laughs) My son was just like getting so mad, so mad at this pizza. And I knew he could figure it out himself, but I did step in and do it for him. And next time that comes, I'm going to use that phrase. I wonder how you can solve this problem. I like to step in my mouth with food and go, I just wander off. I just wander off. So what's coming up for you, Katie, that you're really excited about? Well, you know, getting my doctorate, going back and finishing what I started 22 years ago is exciting for me because I'm, as my sister said to me, I'm betting on me. So I'm, I'm finally kind of, you know, putting my energy back into me. So that's exciting. And then I have some book proposals I'm working on too, actually. So we'll see what happens. I'm waiting to hear back on those. Sounds like you're going to have a very busy 2021. I hope so. I like, I like being busy. You know, I like seeing my kids. I like all the things I do. I could stand to maybe slow down a little bit, but I find that I just get so excited about projects. Yeah, those are great projects. Thank you so, so much for joining us. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. I, I love getting the chance to meet Katie. And I think she had so much great information to share and things that I'm going to do now differently in my own parenting, just from having that short little 20 minute talk. I know, right? Like, again, I feel like she was right there talking with me with my kids because everything that she brought up are things that we've been dealing with in our home that I kind of saw a little bit of. Now, I think that we're fortunate enough in our family that I don't think it's gotten too far. It's just behaviors that I've seen in the last week or so that I'm like, oh, that's a red flag. I'm going to make sure that I kind of am a little bit more thoughtful of that and Mm -hmm. moving forward. Yeah. The physical, the stuff that you were talking about before, I mean, who like, we all have that physical stuff. Like I, I just texted you yesterday about my back pain and, and, and how, like, I overreact to that. Like my text literally to Brett, Brie read, uh, my back hurts, normal explanation. I uh, picked up my dog Addie yesterday. She's 70 pounds. She does not go into her crate. Uh, for bedtime when we have to leave the house, I have to like pick her up sometimes. She does. She does a sack of potatoes. She does a sack of potatoes at 70 pounds. Uh, So I picked her up and I noticed like a twinge in the back because I didn't pick her up correctly. And I'm like, that would be reasonable explanation. Joanne explanation. I have stomach cancer and I'm going to die. And (laughs) because that's just stressful these days. It's so much stress these days. And like, I, I have a habit of catastrophizing that anyways, but, uh, like we have the two of us together. We're, we're, we're a pair. Yeah. (laughs) And then when you see physical symptoms in your kids, you're like, oh my gosh, do I need to take them to the doctor right now? Like what, what if this progresses and I didn't catch it soon enough? What if I didn't catch it when it was small? And then it gets really, really big. And this voice just keeps going and going and going in your head. 
So I love Katie's description of each of those things, the sleeplessness, the changes in eating and withdrawing from the social situations in extreme ways. Right. And that's a hard one too, especially with the withdrawing from social situations because your kids might not get as much social interaction right now. Yeah. But I love how she said like, it's okay if they're just playing on Roblox or if they're just texting with each other. Or, or Among Us, which is a, we used to be a favorite in my house and now, now it's not anymore, but eh, it comes to go. Everything ebbs and flows. Like I feel like in this year we are getting, um, we find something that brings us joy and entertainment. Mm-hmm. We consume it a ton because there's so much stress going on. We, we take something that's good and we consume it, consume it, consume it. And then it's like, eh, I'm done with it now. Yeah. Like I, I've noticed that, I, and I don't know about other people, but I've noticed that too with my kids. Like they'll be really, really into something and it seems to be a shorter time span than they used to be into things. Like it's something might've mm-hmm. been like, okay, maybe they were into Harry Potter for like a year or two. And then now it's like, I'm into it for like six months and then I'm done and I move on to the next thing. Yeah. Still, regardless, can't wait to talk to Katie again. Like we have to have her on again. Yes. She was phenomenal. And hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, can you hit that little subscribe button and we will have new episodes for you every Tuesday and Thursday. And if you have a few minutes, oh my gosh, we would so appreciate if you could leave a little two sentence review and hopefully we have earned your five stars as well. That just helps other people find the podcast and us get this message out to more moms that yes, you can love being a mom again. And the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. And we will talk to you later. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.